0: The winner is Sergio, the founder of MakerLog, Adrian Book, the founder of the internet, Tim Berners-Lee, Patrick Lee Scott, when we
1: were conceptualizing this idea for the awards voting polling situation, we didn't really find any obvious simple voting or polling apps, and as far as we could tell, none of the solutions allowed us to set up a situation where there was a very light touch voting opportunity for users, so we opted to build one ourselves. <laughs>
2: tech industry's greenest awards. The Noonies were both to recognize publicly the best and worst peoples and products of the internet, and indeed they were.
0: There's areas where we can go further with custom voting and how, what we choose to build with the future of the product is, it's kind of interesting just to think about how content is shared and then when it's curated well, how is it shared more?
2: Thank you to the community for taking part. There were a lot of you that were really enthusiastic and I'm grateful.
0: Welcome to the Hacker Noon Podcast. We got a special edition episode for you today. The Noonies, our annual tech award, has been announced today. And this is the first annual tech awards of Hacker Noon in partnership with Stream. They're at getstream.io. And we ran votes for a month on noonies.hackernoon.com. And we covered general technology, cryptocurrency, blockchain, and software development awards. And today, I'm with the team that made this happen, Natasha, our technology staff editor, and Storm, who is our Dell editor, a software editor slash software development professional. Uh, <laughs> almost did I, almost I, got it right there, David. I, I, the software I put you the develop- oh, oh, wait, wait. Could you say it again for me?
1: That's the software developer, cross software editor and uh, developer.
0: And recently yeah. seen defeating Optimus Prime. <laughs> That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Some sort of He-Man bad guy. So, Natasha, what the hell are the Noonies?
2: The tech industry's greenest awards. Um, the Noonies were, in the, words, in the in the words of our software developer, built to recognize publicly the best and worst peoples and products of the internet. And uh, indeed, they were built by Storm, conceptualized by you and I and uh, Kian over in London recently. And the result is sort of 50 industry award categories across our three editorial streams software development, crypto, and blockchain, as well as general tech. And uh, yeah, they've been running for four weeks and have been a pretty a pretty big hit among the community, I'd say.
0: And what was your favorite award?
2: My favorite award was a surprise award. Actually, it was one that I added late, um, sort of just expecting it to be a very small community-based award to recognize our writers and product management um, of which we have many and, and they contribute some of our highest quality content um, and best sort of personal frontline tech stories. So I would added this award and added a couple of our top writers in the category. And overnight they picked it up um, actually before we'd even had a chance to officially launch the awards and it became a really big popular award. And I think I'm, I'm really happy as well with the results. Um, in third place, for example, we had uh, Maria veskovic who, um, who she's, she's so great. You can follow her on Twitter for hilarious cartoons about product management at Supermare. Um, and yeah, she, she took third place in the end. Uh, we had Timothy Gamir, who's head of product over at Elium. Um, which is a knowledge-based SaaS solution he took second and in first we had Vinja C who's head of products at Loco um, which is India's first live sort of game show app. Um, so yeah we had some some cool representation across the globe for that award and it's, it's definitely one of my favorites.
0: Yeah I definitely like the worldwide ones you know where you're getting people from all over the world nominated for the same award Um, I think the the hardcore Bitcoin Maximist of the year was good, too, Um, getting uh, people from all over. And Holder not, who is uh, being sued by Craig Wright, amongst other people, (laughs) ended up coming in second. So uh, I was kind of hoping for first for him. But um, it's it's good that, you know, we use voting. (laughs) Democracy seems to be uh, people are fighting for it every day. Um, Our democracy is a little less serious. But it is important to figure out, you know, what does the community want and h- how you capture, you know, their intentions so that we can ultimately publish better content for them. So, uh, Storm, could you speak a little bit about uh, this microsite we built for the Nunis? Uh,
1: well, yeah, sure. Just before I get on to that, I just want to reiterate on what you're saying. So the Noonies was fully democratic, obviously, as tech and uh, development and crypto readers ourselves, we are heavily biased in the uh, the people that we follow in the industry, but really this was wholly uh, a community-based um, sort of uh, voting situation. So um, my personal favorite podcast uh, um, podcast, my personal favorite award was the Best Dev Podcast, which was one of the more contested uh, votes. Um, I obviously have some of my own favorite podcasts that I like to listen to Uh podcast like Frontend happy hour and developer T uh, full stack radio and syntax.fm. Uh, but the vote um, well deservedly went to the bike shed it was a really fantastic dev, uh, podcast with the runner ups being syntax FM and soft skills engineering. Um, so, Yeah, I think it was really, really successful. Uh, I suppose to answer your question regarding the actual app itself, uh, we can probably go back a bit to our origin story here of why we started this. So when we uh, were conceptualizing this idea for the awards uh, voting polling situation, uh, we didn't really find any obvious, simple voting or polling apps, right? Um, As far as we could tell, None of the solutions allowed us to uh, set up a situation where there was a very light touch voting uh, opportunity for users. Uh, so we opted to build one ourselves. And while I am the software development editor for the articles of Hacker Noon, I have uh, a history in development as well and had actually previously built an app kind of similar to this for setting up uh, game nights between friends, which allowed people to uh, vote on which days they'd like to create a game. So I used that as the framework and uh, set up this really simple uh, voting application for the individual awards.
0: Yeah, I think it worked really well. Voting is a very tough thing to get right. We opted to let users vote without logging in. Um, We thought it was kind of more in line with the ethos of Hacker Noon. And the idea that you can put forward your opinion without giving up your information, um, I think, was a better fit and a simpler solution. But it did cause a couple problems in terms of people trying to game our system.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we can get into that a bit later. Um, I, yeah, the idea was really to make it as easy as possible for people to visit the site, look at all of the awards in the categories that they were interested in, and immediately submit a vote without having to submit an email address or anything like that. And as an experiment, I think it went really, really well. Uh, we had quite a significant number of users on the site, um, especially in the beginning, when during our launch, the site was sort of leaked. And um, we, in total, I guess, Natasha, how many how many um, visitors did we have? It was around
2: 38,000 uh, unique. Yeah. New- yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Across fifty-five thousand votes across all the awards, and there were um, some more fun awards. You know where we're kind of trolling the mainstream media, like the two or three under twenty-ish awards, which may sound familiar to the Forbes Thirty Under Thirty. Um, and the winner there was Sergio, the founder of MakerLog. So it's nice to you know recognize the younger generation, but a lot of times. People don't recognize the older generation that gets out of the tech industry. So we also have the six over 60 awards, which was won by the founder of the internet, Tim Berners-Lee. Unsurprisingly. And if you're listening to this, we would like to interview you. That's my question. <laughs> That's all
1: I got. I mean, when, when can hope, right? <laughs> Fingers crossed. I don't um, think that. Yeah, sure. Uh,
2: Sergio was a public uh, nomination, by the way, so that's pretty great as well. The public nomination round was a good call. I think it was Storm's call, but it's really uh, nice to see our community coming through with some solid nominations.
0: Yeah, that was just the, the first week. We we let we added a little button on it that said add nominee and collected you know all these people that they thought were missing. Um, I think it could be... You know if someone were to use this software to run their own awards uh i think you know the community could get all of the nominations but you know it, it was very it ended up being mostly the editors and then the community kind of got that tail end of like 20 percent, right
1: yeah that's that's right we had yeah. uh, about 450 community submissions for nominees and uh, a lot of them were quite similar so obviously uh, in our limited scope we had missed a couple of people, uh, but we, we definitely got most of them on there uh, as for community nominations. Um, so that definitely went really well.
2: The most popular public nomination, I think was most exciting startup. That was a hotly contested category.
1: It certainly was until it got hacked. <laughs> 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 yeah, so just on that, I suppose I'll just dive in. Um, the stack that we built this on, uh, it was a fairly new stack. It was built on React, Apollo, Next.js, GraphQL, Prisma, Heroku, and Yoga, uh, or otherwise known as Range Fee, uh, <laughs> doesn't really sound quite right yet, but I'm trying to think of an acronym there. Um, it was a stack that was inspired by West Boss's. Um, Uh, tutorials on on React and and working with that stack. Uh, Consequently, he was nominated for the top dev teacher uh, and won. Uh, So congratulations to him. Uh, Runners-up were one of his close friends, I believe, Scott Talinsky and Will Sentence. And there were a bunch of uh, development teachers that were nominated by by the community. so that was really good. So the, yeah, it was built on that stack and we had a very light touch um, security policy. So we had cores enabled, but that was about it, uh, which meant that the methods for uh, adding votes to the awards were exposed because we didn't require users to authenticate themselves. And that left a couple of uh, doors open, I guess, to to some really keen voters I would say. Uh, We actually had two instances of of hacking. The one was uh, on the social network of the year, for Steemit, uh, which were who were already in the lead, so I'm not sure if it, if it was anyone that they know, but someone set up a cron job to regularly add votes every few seconds to the application. So we shut that down by you know, closing the, uh, just shutting down the server and rebooting it, and then putting another security measure in place. Um, but that award was compromised, and the other one was for the most exciting startup. Uh, which got a lot of votes. And we're not sure exactly where the votes went to, but they climbed on one particular day. Interestingly, during that time, uh, we compared it with the analytics on Google and noticed that we had about four and a half thousand unique visitors that day, but the votes climbed somewhere in excess of 25,000 votes. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that it's because there were a bunch of users in Cyprus who were clearing their cash and, and revoting because that's how we kept track of the awards uh, of the, of the, the users voting by using the local storage um, in order to not have to track their registration.
0: And, and this is nothing new. Like anytime there's a way to rank stuff on the internet, people will show their vested interest and they'll show it with vigor, you know, and you look at steam it' a whole site, a whole social network built on like, you know, if you get the upvotes, you get real cryptocurrency, you know, and you earn real stuff. So that would be probably the most experienced group in in terms of trying to manipulate um, a vote count. You know, there are people that have kind of tried all the games over there. And I mean, ultimately, having something like social network of the year, and then the tagline is which social network held our eyeballs and actually bettered our lives. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if any of them have. They've definitely held our eyeballs, but I don't know if they bettered our lives at all. So I I think um, not declaring a definitive winner on social network of the year or giving people that pinch of salt and letting it know that social networks create these self-fulfilling loops. um, Yeah, I'm just uh, lower on social networks than I've ever been. And um, I think they haven't made the world a better place.
1: Yeah, sure, and and you actually said it uh, best yourself the other day um, when you said to me in answer to my question of why would people cheat. Uh, your answer was incentives and risk that people want to win, which is a good thing, but that there's no penalty if they're caught, right? So <laughs> we can't be surprised that there were some uh, individuals who really sort of took advantage of the system and try to game it
0: yeah ultimately it's a sign of flattery like they want their name moved up from fourth on our site to first like (laughs) so i mean at least they value our site sure
1: but it was a fun experiment right in that
0: i mean the stakes were super low
1: because we aren't really giving out uh, you know valuable awards It's, it's mostly about status uh, it was really just to see what the reception would be like and how the community would respond and how the nominees would uh, respond and, and promote themselves. And it really was such a, a mixed bag. I mean, uh, one of the uh, nominees in the category of best developer on Twitter was a Twitter account called I Am Developer, which is a parody development account. Um, and they actually tweeted right in the beginning um, in fact, saying that they thought it was quite hilarious that they had been nominated since it is a parody account. Uh, And um, with those retweets came a lot of users and um, that can be said as well for a bunch of others. But in that category, uh, they won by a large margin uh, followed by Dan Abramov and Jeff the Cake.
0: Oh yeah, so they won by over a thousand votes. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where humor is the highest form of intellect. The best developer to follow on Twitter doesn't necessarily have to be like the king of react. He just has to be funny. You know, (laughs) that that, that can be enough to win it. Um, Yeah. That's a a really good way to, you know, go about Twitter. It's like all these very short one-liners. And, um, you know, we had some other good ones in here um, around uh, the most overhyped technology. As a publication who publishes a lot about these technologies, blockchain ended up taking home the winner of the most overhyped technology, followed by AI and VR, Um, and that's my text messages. I haven't downloaded the app that Storm told me to download to mute my computer. So I I apologize uh, for my lack of preparation on this very important day where we're announcing the definitive kings of the world in technology. I think we can forgive it.
2: Well, I also need to download it. I've just remembered Muzzle, well, right, someone? Yeah, okay.
0: sure. Muzzle, Muzzle dot app, Muzzled. This yeah. was not. This was an organic advertisement for Muzzle. Sure, that's, that's an was-
1: unpaid sponsorship. You're welcome, yeah. Muzzle. Yeah, I think but we should work the with them. Nomination,
2: though. probably.
1: Muzzleapp.com. dot so com.
0: Download it do you- now. Do you-, <laughs> do you guys think? <laughs> Um, Do you think blockchain is the most overhyped technology? Oh, for sure. For sure. I think probably
1: the technology with the most potential. uh, Not that any of us at this particular table are exactly experts on it, but in terms of technologies that have not really, um, you know, sort of changed the world in the way they intended to, I would say that that sits above AI for sure.
0: AI is definitely much further along, much further along than blockchain. Blockchain doesn't have that user base. Um, AI, I mean, we're like literally in Google emails, you know, you're using AI. If you hit the tab button and the autocomplete, And there's a lot of areas where you can actually have a, you can, AI is so much easier to just plug into an application where blockchain, it's like everything has to be built on top of it and you have to, it, it ends up being, it seems like everyone does triple the development work to get to like the same application.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it is exciting. I still think the blockchain uh, being able to cut out the fee of banks and having people do peer-to-peer trusted transactions, I think is, is not overhyped. It's just like not closely accessible yet.
2: Yeah, and there's sure. a complete lack of trust in it. I mean, I don't know if you've tried to get investment for a blockchain startup. Um, I've been involved in that process and people are quite reluctant to touch it still.
0: Yeah. A lot of people lost a lot of money. (laughs) Sure.
1: Why don't we speak a little bit about our contributing writers?
0: Yes. So we had contributing writer of the year. um, And that award goes to Patrick Lee Scott, whose most recent story is, Complicated patterns aren't always that complicated. And what does peeling an egg have to do with DevOps? (laughs) You also may know him from stories such as, how do you build software that makes money? And lessons learned from a literal billionaire. Boom, congratulations, Patrick. Yeah, congrats, Patrick. Um,
1: As far as I can tell, Patrick is a a DevOps specialist, um, but he takes the kind of difficult to approach subject and puts it into very uh, simple to understand terms. So I think that that's definitely a well-deserved award.
0: Then we also had AI Writer of the Year. I thought Dan Jeffries would win this because he's written some of our most viral AI stories, like A, what will AI look like in five years, uh, 50 years and 500. But the winner is Adrian Book. And uh, his most re- some of his recent stories are three ways to save the internet from itself. How do I prepare, prepare for jobs that don't exist yet? And how AI could destroy the universe with paperclips. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so intense.
2: <laughs> it's a great title, actually. I think that has all the makings of a great title.
0: I don't know if I read it properly, because after the universe, there's a dot, dot, dot. And after the paper clips, there's three exclamation points. So I don't know if I really brought through the proper enthusiasm for it. It's like with that's, that's paper clips. Something. No, no, I think you did. <laughs> Sweet. So if you, you, everyone should Google that. I mean, I think if you type in AI paperclips, it'll show up. If you don't remember the whole title. Speaking of paperclips, we also have a story, the parable of the paperclip maximizer. That actually shows up higher for AI paperclips. It's an
2: over, overlooked tag. We should have this on like top-line navigation.
0: Yeah, we really should be pushing paperclips harder. They're, they're going to yeah, make a basically what the Noonies is, right? It's just market research for us. A little bit. And it's also, I mean, also the Noonies, I've been watching a lot of The Office lately. So the Dundies um, made me want to do this project more. Um, mm-hmm. But we didn't have, like, the dramatic um, award ceremony, you know? <laughs> like the uh, Michael Scott at the Italian restaurant with everyone's family paying their own bill. That was... <laughs> <laughs>
1: absolutely
0: yeah
1: yeah But i mean (laughs) a good source of inspiration
0: yeah yeah um and so i think we'll be doing the noonies every year um i think it's worth um bringing back you know and having um it also got me thinking a lot about how things should be voted on ranked across the internet which is a pretty tough challenge in, in and of itself like Looking at product manager of the year, like, should the product manager, product management tag page have top writers that are voted on? And like, should we be plugging this into our application? Or should we be recommending content based on votes? There's, there's areas where we can go further with custom voting and how what we choose to build with the future of the product is it's kind of interesting just to think about how content is shared. And then when it's curated, well, how is it shared more? Um, so I think we created some interesting incentives to learn from. Um, did you guys uh, see that in people interacting with the the content and their reactions on social media?
2: For sure. I think there's a lot of examples in which the winner was somebody the best social media campaigner. Like you said... You were disappointed um, by AI writer of the year not being Dan Jeffries, I think he probably just didn't tweet enough or share on Instagram enough because that is what it takes these days. So we saw a really positive reaction via social media and a lot of the traffic came from there. So I think it's definitely something and a necessary evil in cases like this.
1: Yeah, sure. I also think that um, the idea was to hopefully garner some discussion and debate. uh, the various uh, nominees in those categories. And we rely quite heavily on on Twitter, right, for promotion and discussion. But for the most part, it was people just promoting themselves. So perhaps in uh, next year, I would like to see some sort of uh, discussion element directly on the individual awards. So perhaps through our community application Uh, we could potentially have some kind of embed situation there where there could be a comment section. And then within each individual award, there could be some debate over, over why, you know, one nominee is more deserving than another.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's probably a smart move. I remember earlier in the process we eliminated it because we could have built it for this one. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like bias, basically, like whoever comments first, but it's also like, you know, you can surface comments by most engaged comment or, you know, most you can have or latest comment first instead of oldest. So there are ways to, like, you know, fight the bias. But ultimately, like voting is bias. You'll see it in the ranking of the numbers and if you, you'll also see it in the comments and comments could make it feel more like a town hall and more like why people are voting what they are. So
2: also extending that to which award categories exist even and taking it into, into that space. Because I mean, I think looking at an award like world's most productive remote team, right? It's a great award and it was fairly popular um, comparatively. And I think uh, GitLab took it in the end and Buffer um, took second place with NAC coming in third. But why and what what constitutes uh, the world's most productive remote team, you know? So looking at what what how we frame awards, what we recognize, What's important in the industry every year I think could be a good thing to look to the community to provide. And just to
0: add to the world's most productive remote team, the description of that award is free range humans for the win.
2: Some I
0: know, right?
2: Thank you. thank <laughs> you. It's close to my heart because I think is uh, is actually the world's most productive remote team. Oh yeah. uh,
1: uh, okay.
0: <laughs> but we're democratic, right?
2: Uh, Somewhat.
0: Ish, ish, you know. We have the, uh, <laughs> the second human rule, you know, so all stories at least get one other human to review a story, the editor. So that's, um, you know, I think in a pure it's a bit I think of a day,
2: the editor is feeling human or um, lesser.
0: And just like you can't, um, you can always voice yourself in the comments, but you have to go through a process to publish a story. You know, that line of quality control, I think makes us not quite a pure democracy. I don't know any website that's a real good democracy, you know, you either let everyone post and then you secretly censor and secretly move traffic around, or you're like a full editorial site. So the, I don't know. The internet's a, a funny place these days. It's a lot different than when we were, you know, it's changing fast, you know, just being able to build a custom voting site like this so quickly and on top of all these other existing frameworks, like that really wasn't possible 10 years ago, you know, so it's um, it's fun to build stuff and I'm glad we, we built this uh, microsite ourselves and I'm glad that it will exist and can at noonies.hackernoon.com, you can see this year's winners and there'll be next year's winners and there'll be winners the year after that. Um, So I'm pretty excited that, you know, the noonies happened and we have uh, a number of winners that we get to celebrate. Do you guys have any um, closing thoughts about what the hell the noonies is?
2: Um, I definitely think that it's important for the noonies to continue to exist. Um, sort of into infinity. I don't know anything else on the internet currently that is as broad-ranging and community-oriented as, as the campaign that we've run this year. Um, and yeah, just thank you to the community for taking part. There were a lot of you that, that were really enthusiastic and um, I'm grateful. It was, it was a really fun exercise.
1: Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think as an experiment as a first of its kind uh, in in this in this sort of industry, it's it was wildly successful. And, uh, you know, timed with our Hacker Noon, our own website launch, um, I think it sort of really helped uh, draw attention to the nominees on this list. And uh, some of the writers who are our most favorite contributors. Um, And I look forward to the noonies in five or 10 years when it's hopefully significantly better
0: and bigger. Yeah. We got to work our way towards a big party. It's kind of like anti-remote team, but it would be pretty fun to just have our big party and announce our winners and invite our winners and um, just kind of make tech jokes like a bunch of nerds. That would be great. We could have
2: a Zoom party. There's nothing more pro remote team than a Zoom party. A global, a global remote party, right? We could pull that off.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have a Zoom party. <laughs>
1: <laughs> great idea.
0: All right. That, that brings us to our second, third sponsor of the evening, Zoom. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. No, video conferencing. But really, guys, the real sponsor of the Noonies is Stream. They build excellent news feeds. They're used by all the big sites to build their news feeds. So try them, uh, getstream.io. And we're going to sign off here from Hacker Noon. If you want more behind-the-scenes podcasts, just tweet us, um, at Hacker Noon, how hackers start their afternoon. Peace out, guys. Thanks, Chiz. Cheers. This has been a special episode of the Hacker Noon podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube, and be sure to follow us on social media. You can also find us at hackernoon.com and podcast.hackernoon.com. Until the next time, thanks for tuning
1: in.